Good Friday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. I'm Jenna Wolf alongside Nick Wright, Brandon Marshall, Kevin Wilds. All I wanted to do was wake up this morning and ask Nick the question I've been dying to ask him for like four Am years now. Are you worried? Oh, are you nervous? Oh. Are you stressed? Oh. Are, are you sweating? Should I be? And sadly, uh, I cannot ask it that way. But Nuggets are Lakers exactly just where left they want the last to be. 44 minutes they, of the game. That's all. Oh, yeah. They love yeah. being They're down 3-1. Uh, we got a jam-packed <laughs> we'll show this morning. Out. Let us start with our inside jokes, because that's what people love is inside jokes from me and Nick. Uh, Lakers, Nuggets, LeBron, as you'd guess, was the big story. Not that LeBron, you know, the one that carries the offense. But instead, this LeBron, who owned the defense last night with Jamal Murray having another one of his big games, LeBron said... Yeah. Not tonight, young fella. Not in clutch time. The King mm. kept Murray from scoring a basket in the final five minutes and 21 seconds. Lakers get the win. They now go up 3-1 in the series. Here is the aforementioned LeBron James on his defensive heroics. Uh, I know it was winning time, and, and, and Jamal had it going. Um, the kid is special. Um, he has a... An array of shots, uh, the triple threat uh, from, the, from the three, from the uh, mid-range, and also in the paint. Um, and for me, it's just, uh, you, know, you know, trusting my defensive keys, um, trusting my, my, my um, you know, my, my study of film, um, you know, trusting personnel, um, you know, and, um, and living with the results. So, uh, you know, I told my teammates that I had them and, and uh, everyone else can kind of stay at bay and stay home. And I was able to uh, get a couple stops and we was able to rebound the basketball, which is the most important thing. The one thing I've learned from you over the years, Nick, when it comes to LeBron is he does what he has to do when he has to do it. Whenever, whenever that is, whether it's on our timeline or not, last night LeBron needed to step it up defensively. How impressed were you with that part of his game? Yeah. Well, before I tell you how impressed I was, Jenna, as Brandon shakes his head, just so disappointed. I told you, Brandon, you were that guy at the blackjack table, could have walked away, put it all in that last hand, and now <laughs> might be going home with no money. But before I answer the question, Jenna, because we're not going to be on the air Sunday. Game five is Saturday. So I would like to congratulate the Los Angeles Lakers on their 32nd NBA Finals appearance and LeBron James on his 10th <laughs> NBA Finals Don't appearance it, because Nick. this Careful. series is over. Oh, no, 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 no. This series is over, and it's over because LeBron James, on a night where he couldn't hit an outside shot to save his life, reminded the world why he is, without question, the most complete, greatest basketball player we've ever seen because in year 17 at 58,000 minutes he did what the alleged best defender in basketball either refused to do or couldn't do around earlier hey that kid who's lighting us up I got him eat that eat that turnover miss shots we win we go home this is the exact thing Le LeBron James did a decade ago after Derrick Rose had stolen an MVP from him in 2011. Okay, it's a fun, nice story. Nobody can guard you. How about you shoot 11% in fourth quarters against me? The difference is that was 30,000 minutes ago for LeBron, but it doesn't matter because he is somehow 
at age 35 in year 17, still able to go to the well, what quite literally no one has been able to do in these playoffs. Shut down Jamal Murray in the biggest moments of the game. So this was not a great LeBron James offensive game, Kevin Wilds, but it was a brilliant virtuoso defensive performance at the end, and it's why the Lakers are about to make the, their first NBA Finals since 2010. So I, I do think this is over, and Jenna, I wish I had some witty comeback about the uh, Nuggets being exactly where they want to be down 3-1. I don't think that's the case. I think it's like, ah, they're great at three down 3-1. It's like, well, yeah, MacGyver is great when there's a bomb to defuse, but I think he'd prefer yeah. if he didn't have to do it. I think MacGyver, he'd just rather be watching Netflix. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good yeah. show. It's a good show. But, uh, Nick, I think LeBron's reputation certainly helped him here and i'm not mad at it it's it's one of his best assets when they're under three minutes they're up three and jamal murray drives to the hole lebron hits him we all know that he hits him oh, it, it wasn't on. a block shot oh, and Mur Mur what, uh, this is just being honest oh, buddy okay. I'm, I'm not saying it's, I'm, I'm on your side this is that's not a clean defensive play and you know it it's not a big deal so after during the oh, game Mm -hmm. Draymond tweets out he hasn't earned that call against Braun in that moment. And I agree. So <laughs> I, is this a perfect is it a perfect moment? Well, is it perfect defense? Probably not. But did it get the job done? Yeah, like I think that's okay. It's okay to say LeBron's reputation as a great defensive player helped him here. Do you disagree with that? Yeah, I, no, I mean, no, if no, we no, can no. parse so, calls if we want. Brandon, Brandon, guys, if we can parse calls if no, we want. No, 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 they no, called no, a foul Nick, on Nick. LeBron at the six-minute mark that was outrageous Nick, on Nick, Jamal. Nick, Nick, go Nick, ahead. Yeah, Nick, Brandon, go. Nick. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Come on, guys. You guys watched the game. The Nuggets got robbed. Come on. Before the game, yes, his reputation definitely helped them out. You know why? Because they called the league office and they said LeBron isn't getting any calls. He's, he doesn't have enough free throw attempts. The first three games, he, he, he combined him. for 10 free throw attempts. Last night, 14. Are you kidding me? 14 yeah. trips to the line last night. This team, these teams are evenly matching. Everything matters, especially going to the free throw line. This was ridiculous. I couldn't believe that the league did this. This is a big question mark around this game right now. It's going to be an asterisk right there, Nick. It's going to be a little asterisk a around guys. LeBron James going to the finals. 14 guys, times, 14 trips. Played, Jamal Murray couldn't even get one was, call. Because, all right, first of all, Jamal Murray did shoot four free throws in the final four minutes of this game just on fouls not committed by LeBron James. That's first of all. Yeah, Second yeah. of all, we've played four games in this series. The Denver Nuggets have shot 113 free throws. The Los Angeles Lakers have shot 113 free throws. LeBron James only going to the line 10 times in the first three games is an example of him not getting calls. It is an example of the refs holding him to that Shaq standard of, ah, you can probably oh, power what a coincidence. it anyway. To yeah. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Let's call the league <laughs> office. Let's call the league off. Let's call the league office and let's complain and let's see what happens. Ten combined okay, in the well, first three games, 14 last night. That's a big deal. Well, I would I would love to see the one foul that was called against LeBron that sent him to the line that wasn't a foul. 
because Brandon, you're doing what a lot of people are going to do this morning. They're going to a lot of people are going to point out that exact thing. What they won't do is say, and here's the time LeBron didn't get fouled. You had Reggie Miller in the booth making the exact same point that you're making one time when LeBron got fouled, and then they show a replay and it's like, oh, he did get hit in the chest. Oh, he did get hit in the head, and it didn't get called. Some of these reasons he's going to the free throw line is because Jeremy Grant is trying to guard him 35 feet from the basket and can't move his feet. Ridiculous. Like the, robbed. The, robbed. Oh, okay. Yeah, the it's, better, it's, the, the Lakers, it's going in one ear and out the other. Uh -huh. It's going in one ear and out the other. They were robbed. They were robbed. <laughs> Coach Malone, I hear you. After the game, I heard what you said. You're going to go through the proper channels. Yeah. All right, so you can get the same free throw attempts for your guys. Coach, give me the number. I will call New York. I will call right. Adam and tell him this is ridiculous. The Lakers also get Jenna, the Lakers led in the office. The, the Lake yes, Jenna. It's true. We Jenna, got two. The Lakers Go ahead, led Nick, uninterrupted for the final 44 minutes of that game. Dwight Howard had more second mm. chance points than the Nuggets as a whole. Blaming the refs today is Dwight a cop Howard. out. LeBron shut Jamal Murray Dwight down. Howard. Anthony Davis was great early and Nikola Jokic didn't show up. That's why the Nuggets <laughs> lost, not because of anything that the refs did. All right, we got a ton of time Rock. to talk about this game, but Rock. the Lakers now one Rock. win away from a trip to the NBA Finals. Let's switch gears. Let's talk some football. A huge weekend of football coming up. America's Game of the Week, Cowboys, Seahawks. We'll break it down, set up the table next. First things first. For a lot of us, our home is now more than just our home. It's also a gym, a bakery, and a barber shop. And if you're a business owner or a people manager, home might also be where you do your hiring. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier because you can do it all from one convenient place. ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. No matter where you're hiring from, ZipRecruiter does the work for you. How? Well, ZipRecruiter's matching technology scans thousands of resumes and profiles to identify the most qualified people for your job. If you're really interested in a candidate, you can even invite them to apply for your job. With one click, ZipRecruiter sends them an email from you and you stand out from the competition. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, First Things First listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com approach. That's ZipRecruiter.com approach, A-P-P-R-O-A-C-H. ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The stress of daily life weighs on all of us, whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person trying to get through the day. Muscle pain and muscle tension, that's a real thing. That's why I use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you'll wonder if it's on. While you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power that you need. Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com slash FTF right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today.
That's theragun.com slash FTF, theragun.com slash FTF. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. Understandable. But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? Even if it's been a while. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash future of work. Time for your keys to the game. How do Dak and the Cowboys leave Seattle with a win? Take it away. Finally, you switched my jersey. You put the, my favorite team on yes. it, the Jets. I love that picture. But look, guys, this is going to be a really good game. Tune in for this one. Lock in. DVR it, whatever you have to do. It's going to be a shootout, and that's why I love what Coach McCarthy said. He came out and said, look, we're not going to try to slow up Russ. We're going to do what we do best. And what do they do? They, can, they have a quarterback that can throw it around the field and can go for 400 yards. So if they want to be in this ball game, which I believe they are, these are the three things they have to do. Number one, you have to eliminate the, the turnovers. There's no way you'll win another ball game turning over three times and, and having that type of first quarter and a start to a game. So that's number one. You can't put the ball on a turf. You can't throw picks. You can't do it. Number two, you have to eliminate the big play by Russ. I said it last week with New England going into Seattle, same situation. You can't let DK Metcalf get behind you. You can't let David Moore get behind you. You can't let Tyler Lockett get behind you. Because what happens, it comes down to the end. We saw Cam Newton had an opportunity to win the ball game at the end of the game. And that's this type of game. It's going to be a shootout. So the last thing is this. The third thing is exactly that. Dak Prescott has to win the two-minute drill. He has to be a technician. He has to be fundamentally sound because the game is going to come down to that situation. Those are the three things. So, so Brandon, I want to focus in on the second one. Eliminate the deep ball from Russ. Because, t tell me where you fall on this, I don't think they can do that unless they are getting demonstrably more pressure than they've gotten on any quarterback up to this point this year. I don't think they have the secondary to lock down Lockett and Metcalf and more if Russ has time. I think the only way you can eliminate the deep ball yeah. is if you are forcing Russ to get the ball out of his hands quickly, which means, Brandon, Demarcus Lawrence needs to stand the hell up. Guy's got five sacks in his last 18 <laughs> games, making a million and a half bucks a game or a million and a quarter bucks a game. Like, he's got to be better. Alden Smith was out of football yeah, for five years, has more quarterback pressures this year than Demarcus Lawrence. It's unacceptable. And the right. to me, the right. only way they're going to be able to do what you're talking about, keep, you know, basically keep the game in front of them to where they're not chasing guys down the field is if Russ is under some type of duress, Brandon, throughout the game. I mean, you're right. Both of these teams are struggling getting pressure on the quarterback. So the only thing they can do, Wilds, is really play coverage, right? Like, you got to take those guys and back them up. Give them those five-yard option routes. Give them the flare routes. Let the running back catch the Texas route and the slants out of the backfield. But you cannot let these guys get behind you. Will they have some great drives? Yes. Will they go 
eight, nine, ten play drives, of course they will. Russ is a magician when he's in that pocket and just orchestrating that offense. But you cannot give up the big play. You can't do it. We saw what happened to the Patriots when they did that. But to your point, it's going to be tough for them to get to Russ. Uh, they do a great job of protecting him now. Brandon, I know you talk about the big play, but is there a real difference either like to the morale of the team than in giving up uh, a 50-yard play versus two 25-yard plays or five 10-yard plays? Yeah, no, that's a good question. No, we, we consider explosives, any, any pass and play around 15 yards, 16 yards, that's an explosive play. Those, de those are devastating to a defense. You can't do that. And what, you, what we're seeing around the NFL through the first two weeks, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, you're seeing Patrick Mahomes do it in the first game. Like, you can't give up, you know, 20, 30, 40-yard bombs. It's just devastating to the team. It takes all the life out of you. So if I'm them, I play cover. You know, a little cover two. Uh, definitely cover three is a good coverage for this team. You know, off, three bail. You have to be able just to play smart football. I'm not going up there and being aggressive with Russ. He's waiting for those moments. I'm letting you guys know that right now. He's waiting for those moments. Go ahead and, and throw everybody at him if you want to and see what happens. No, I, I, don't, I think that's a great point. That's, you can't blitz him. You can't throw everybody at him, which is why your very highly paid defensive line just added Everson Griffin needs to get home with four. If you've got to send extra people at Russ, you've already lost. The other thing, and I'm yes. going to recommend this in almost every Seattle game we talk about, Jenna, dare them to run. Play too high safety, give them looks to where Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer can't help themselves. But like, uh, 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 we got to run. Dare them to run the football. Give them good running looks because a, a defense that is bad against the run is better than one that is prepared against the pass when Russell Wilson's in the opposing team's backfield. So dare them. To, every time Seattle hands the ball off, that's a win for the Cowboys this weekend. All right, I love the setup. Right. Coming up when we talk about this again, we'll see who wins. I'll ask I'll you. Coming up, Cam Newton getting ready for a hot Raiders team coming to town. We'll set the table next. First things first. Back here, first things first. Time now for drawing a blank. Tom Brady in the Bucks back in action mm -hmm. this weekend against the starting quarterback, less Denver Broncos. Kind of a must win for Tampa Bay. Well, they got Blake Bortles. But Brandon, there. the player you're most excited to watch. Exactly, the mm -hmm. quarterback, less Denver Broncos. Brandon, the player you are most excited to watch in week three, I just threw some shade, is blank. Yeah, I wanted to go with Cam Newton because you don't know what you're going to get out of this offense. Is he going to throw it? Is he going to run it? What type of gadget do they have in? But I got to go with Russell Wilson. I picked this guy to be an MVP. Now everybody wants to get on a bandwagon. I'm really excited to see <laughs> how he continues to mature throughout this season, uh, this MVP year. I, by the way, Brandon has totally and instantly embraced the ethos of this show, which is not really an ethos, it's just something I've done, which is really, really reminding folks of predictions of yours that could be correct or are going to be correct, and I totally endorse it, Brandon. Every time, in fact, I want Russell Wilson's name on the Chiron to be predicted MVP by Brandon Marshall, Russell Wilson. I love it. But another Put the guy, date on it. Put the date on it. Put, Put the, the date, date on, on it. it. On September 2nd, Brandon Marshall said, 
Another guy, though, that's getting some MVP yeah. buzz is the guy I want to see, Kyler Murray, against the fighting Matt Patricias in that Detroit Lions defense. Three years ago, the league MVP was almost a second-year quarterback, Carson Wentz. Then he got hurt. Two years ago, it was a second-year quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Last year, a second-year quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Could Kyler continue that trend? He's been awesome. He has an instant rapport with DeAndre Hopkins. They're playing a miserably coached bad team in Detroit. So I want to see how Kyler looks uh, wild. So he's the guy I'm most excited to watch. Well, my answer for the 16th consecutive week moving forward is going to be Cam Newton. Brandon, I'd prefer if you never said Cam Newton, because it's going to be my answer from here on out. <laughs> and last week, specifically at 8.35 a.m., I said that Cam Newton would move into second place all-time quarterback rushing yards uh, when we played Seattle. He had the record. He had the record one, but that stupid last play, he lost a yard, so now he's back tied with Randall Cunningham. He'll get one yard this weekend and move into second place behind our good friend Michael Vick. All right, on to another quarterback. We're all going to be watching Aaron Rodgers. His Packers are three-point dogs Sunday in New Orleans against Breeze and the Saints. Fifth time these two legendary quarterbacks have squared off. They've split that series. But, Brandon, the team that should be on upset alert in week three is blank. Well, Jenna, I want the record to reflect that I am one for one <laughs> on this one, okay? The first week I chose... <laughs> the Cardinals over the 49ers. Last week, I chose the Chargers over the Chiefs. The Chiefs. And we just yeah. gave the game away. So this week, close. I'm going with the Panthers. It was very close. This week, I'm going with the Panthers over the Chargers. That's a big one. Five and a half point wow. spread. So I'm going with them. Rookie That's quarterback on the other side. Tyrod's out. Yeah, I I don't even know. I mean, you're right. It's five and a half point spread. I, I mean, that wouldn't be that big of an upset. You got Justin Herbert making his second first start. But okay, okay, okay. I'll give it to you. I, I, I'm really <laughs> conflicted here. Because thanks, I, the, while I'm so committed to take integrity, what might trump it is gambling integrity. And wow. one of my strongest takes of the year is that the Giants are going to be a total disaster. And that Joe Judge appears to be a bit of a doofus. But... San Francisco going west to east, 1 p.m. kick. You also have all those injuries. Garoppolo's probably not playing. Defensive line decimated. I'm going to go with the fight in Joe Judge's wilds. The Giants upsetting the Niners. The Niners need to be on upset alert, dealing with all those injuries, potentially playing a backup quarterback, going west to east. It has all the makings of a shocking upset. I love it. I love that you're finally with me and Joe Judge, the most creative mind not with in all this. football. It's one week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surely he tapes tennis balls to his offensive lineman's hand, and he's sliding around for ball security. And the idea that now you're picking a Saquon-less Giants just proves the genius. Oh, here we go. No. Just proves the genius of the most creative <laughs> mind in all football, and maybe all of corporate America, Mr. Joe Judge. Corporate I, I, I want to change my pick. Let's now. talk Carson I Wentz. Change it. You can't change your pick. Yeah, you're on your pick. Pick integrity. Uh, Carson Wentz. His Eagles in desperate need of a win after stumbling to an 0 and 2 start. Birds hosting Joe Burrow and the Bengals on Sunday. Brandon, the team that most needs a win in Week Three is blank. 
I mean, what do we have? What, 11, 0-2 teams, something like that? I mean, all of those guys need a win. Uh, but I want to pick the Browns on this one, right? We had a, There was a lot of talk coming into this year. What is this team going to look like? They disappointed us in week one. Week two, they came out. Looked like a team that can, can really compete uh, any given Sunday. So the Browns, if they want to be taken seriously, they need to beat this woeful Washington organization. So, Nick, I know I wanted to put two words together there, so thank you for that one, bud. Woeful, I got you, no problem. You know what? I, I helped you with Woeful Washington. One of you guys could have helped me and reminded me, as Mark Zeno just did on Twitter, thanks for watching, Mark, that the, the Niners played the Jets last week. So my whole thing about them going west to east, they've stayed on the east coast. I'm an idiot, it's a terrible take, and I should have never gone with Joe Judge. I immediately rescind that take from the previous moment. This take, however, will last. The team that most needs a win in week three is the Houston Texans. They're in win-right-now mode. They lost in week one to the best team in the AFC, got annihilated by the Chiefs. In week two, they lost to the second-best team in the AFC, got annihilated by the Ravens. And in week three, if they lose to what Brandon would tell you might be the best, looks like the third-best team in the AFC, the Steelers, then the hell are you doing? Like, doesn't really matter what you do the rest of the year. If you're trying to compete for a championship and you're 0 for 3 against the three best teams in the conference. So the Texans desperately need a win this week, uh, Wilds. So they're my answer. Jenna, I think you had it right with your old buddy Carson Wentz. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I said this about Baker versus Burrow. And now it's Wentz versus Burrow. It, that's right. And, and when you see them line up together, I think this is going to be doomsday for Carson Wentz if Joe Burrow outplays him. And Carson Wentz oh, is, is, you know, continues to be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Sorry, Dusty. I know you're a uh, lifelong Philadelphia Eagles fan, but at least you have that Allen Iverson all smoke episode uh, to put on rather than watching this game <laughs> if it gets bad. Speaking of someone who needs a win, he and the aforementioned Carson Wentz sharing yeah. the league lead in interceptions. Vikes have started 0-2. Things don't get any easier. They host Tennessee on Sunday. Brandon, start with you. The player with the most to prove in week three is blank. Mm. Lamar Jackson, Monday Night Football, going against Patty Mahomes. Oh, oh, uh, you got to think about oh, this one as, you know, the new answer. Brady versus... Yeah, this is the new Brady versus Peyton. So if this guy wants to take take this league and he wants to go to the next level, he has to beat Patty Mahomes on Monday Night Football. It's a great point. Lamar's only lost three career regular season games, but two of them came to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. My answer is Carson Wentz and Wilds. We're now even, okay? I know you've been mad at me all week. Because during one of these segments, I made a point about nicknames, and you're like, that's my corner. I'm the goofy analogy, funny-minded guy. Stay on your corner. And now, that's right, but you yeah. knew I was going Carson Wentz, and right before, you're like, hey, look at Carson Wentz's stats. Let me do a blind reveal of this comparison. <laughs> okay, we're even. I'll stay off your corner. You stay <laughs> off mine, buddy. Jeez Louise, the answer is Carson Wentz for all the reasons Wild just laid out and totally you know, ruined my bit here. So go ahead, Kevin. I, you guys are separate. I hate to say it. No, Brandon a, and I are going to be no, together. We're going to be on the same corner. Go ahead, Wild. Yeah. Well, to, take you he's behind right. the curtain, audience. Right. We have a Google Doc that we work off of, and I saw that, he, that Nick put Eagles, and I'm like, well, I want that answer. And I was going to text him, say, hey, can you change it? And I knew he wouldn't from Take Integrity. So you know what I said? Forget him.
I'm going to do it anyways, and I'm going to go first. <laughs> Boom, undercut him. <laughs> Get it. That's all. <laughs> just a bad guy. You're just a bad guy. I really I did it. I, it's a, you're 100%. You're such a bad guy. Yeah, I know it's you true. did it. Anyways. Of course, you even have the stats Jenna, waiting. I'm not anyway. putting any of my Those answers my on stats. that Google Doc. It's the first lesson in Google Docs. You don't put any of your answers on yeah. there. Don't let anybody see. Jenna, uh, you all right, asked LeBron us to put James, the guys. On. Yes. I know. What? I, know. I, 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 oh, I said I the Watt brothers. I had nice things about. I get to make his pick. Jenna, keep I it going. Nice thing about the Watt brothers. They're all playing each other. No badgers. No. Steelers. You know what? Let's go back to Google Docs because live television isn't working. LeBron James showed up in a way last night. We don't often see from him. We're talking Lakers and Nuggets. Wilds, in this commercial break, you'll Rock. give us your pick. This is First Things First. Rock. Welcome to Club Shay Shay. Join, join Shannon Sharp on his new podcast where he welcomes the biggest names in sports and entertainment, serving up episodes every Tuesday, available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Back here talking America's Game of the Week. Here we go. Seahawks hosting the Cowboys Sunday on Fox. It took every last ounce of everything the Cowboys had last week to beat those Atlanta Falcons. So what's the game plan this week? You know, besides not falling behind by 20 points again, Coach Mike McCarthy was asked if the Cowboys should try to slow things down to keep Russ off the field, to which he said... We want to score as fast as we can and as many times as we can. Our quarterback, Michael Vick, is joining us now. Mike, should the Cowboys offense try to do that, slow down the game, keep Russell Wilson off the field? Absolutely. That's ideal. You, you want to keep Russell on the sideline as much as you can and not let him go out there and make magic happen because that's what he's going to do. And, and in order for the Cowboys to go out and score fast, they're going to have to uh, be a very be very effective in the run game. I think they're gonna have to establish Zeke. I think Dak is gonna have to pick up some first downs with his legs, extend plays, extend drives, and uh, do everything he can to keep Russell Wilson on the sideline. I think time of possession is gonna be a key in this game. Uh, they all going on the road, and it's it's not gonna be an easy task. But I think they can build off the confidence from last week. I think they did some good things that they can go back and look at the film and say, okay, this is gonna be. Uh, the way we're going to attack uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense because they banged up as well in the back end. I think if you can uh, control Jamal Adams uh, in the secondary and, and keep an eye on him and what they're going to try to do scheme-wise, then uh, they have a very chance, of, uh, a good chance of winning this football game. But I think time of possession is going to be key. I think scoring early is going to be key and not putting themselves in a huge hole in a big deficit is going to be key. It's something I would think they'll learn from from last week. It's not going to be that way every week in which you can come back and, and have a, a, a miraculous exactly. comeback uh, week in and week out. It's just not going to play out that way, especially the way Russell Wilson is playing. So I think they got to come out, score early and often and uh, keep Russell on the sideline the best they can because he's going to get his touches. You know, that's just going to happen. Brandon. Seven, come on, man. Oh, that, that sounds like a Nick Wright take. You like they you got to do what they do best. I love Coach for saying this because 
you have a guy on the other side that we can potentially say, if they were to or no, he's having an MVP year. He just threw for 450 yards. He has three, four, he has four pass catchers that can easily dominate a game. Gallup, Lamb, Cooper, and his tight end Schultz. So if I am coach, like, I'm, I'm doing exactly what he, what he said he'll do. Like, just go out there and play our game. I'm not worrying about Russell Wilson because at the end of the day, we know this game is going to be a shootout. We know both teams can't get to the quarterback. We know both teams are banged up on the back end. So I love Coach saying this. I don't like you going on with the Nick Wright take saying, oh, yeah, slow down what's, Russell what's Wilson. No, you can't slow him down. It takes me to <laughs> it like takes what? me to it takes me to this moment in 2009. <laughs> Coach Shanahan, when we were preparing for the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning, it was the same thing. Look, we got to keep the ball out of this guy's hand. So offensively, we're going to change everything we're doing. Eddie Royal, you're on pace to have 91 catches. Brandon Marshall, you're on pace to have another 100-catch season. Jay Cutler, young stud. Uh, Tony Scheffler, we're going to put you guys on the shelf, and we're going to run the ball with Selvin Young. That's what he said we were going to do. And I couldn't believe ball he was control. saying that. What ended up happening, we tried to run the ball, and Peyton Manning still threw it all over the place. Reggie Wayne goes for 100 <laughs> yards over Champ Bailey. You got Marvin Harrison goes for 100 yards. Dallas Clark is making big plays on third down. We couldn't stop him. We got routed, and I looked at Coach Shannon after the game. I, so I didn't say anything because he was the coach but I, it would have been good if I could have said something to Coach, but I <laughs> didn't do it back to. It was a you bad, it was all bad. I wanted to. So, so Brandon, yeah. Brandon, Brandon. Go, Nick. Despite the total unnecessary drive-bys on me there, you are yeah. 100% <laughs> correct. This is the smartest thing Mike McCarthy has ever said in his coaching career, and it goes against what so many old-time coaches say and think. You know whose job it is to slow down Russell Wilson? The Cowboys' defense. You know what the Cowboys' <laughs> offense job is? Score. Score as, as easily and as quickly and as often as possible. I've been skeptical over how much Mike McCarthy actually learned in his 72 hours at Pro Football Focus's <laughs> headquarters, but this is something he clearly <laughs> took from it because this is a major sticking point in analytics versus old school football. This is the, you know, the, is a bunt a good play in baseball or the long two versus the three in basketball. This idea that an offense should slow itself down to help yeah. its defense as opposed to do everything it can on any given play to gain the maximum amount of yards. That is the goal of the offense. Gain as many yards as possible on any given play. If you can score one play 80-yard touchdowns every time, guess what? That's perfect and work backwards from there. So I 1,000% agree with you, Brandon. I, 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 I am impressed, Wilds, that McCarthy is saying this because so many old-time coaches say, say, no, well, we got to keep Russ off the field. No, what you got to do is score points, Wilds. And so I am 1,000% yeah. with McCarthy. I'm 99% with Brandon, except for the 1% of his commentary that was just sniping me from the street for some unknown, unknown reason. <laughs> Aside from that, we're okay. all good. But, Wilds, I agree with McCarthy. All right. Okay, I, I, I'm the other way, Brandon. I enjoyed the Nick Wright drive-bys, but I'm gonna be with I'm gonna be with our buddy Mike Vick here because if we show up on oh, Monday, no. it's like, wow, oh, who knows? Russell Wilson threw for five touchdowns because he was out there all the time having a circus. <laughs> We'd be like, Mike Vick was right. So Mike, I'll throw it back to you here. 
What actually do you have to do besides just like feeding Zeke the ball? Is there anything else you can do to sort of keep time of possession? Um, or are you just playing just a slow down, run oriented game? No, it, it can't just be a run oriented game. I, I think everybody's going to have to do their part. The same way Gallup and CeeDee Lamb and Cooper showed up last week, they're going to have to make some big plays, big catches, uh, catches in the clutch and help Dak out. I mean, obviously, to go out and, and want to score points fast and early, that's ideal. But how ideal is it when you have a Seattle Seahawks defense in front of you trying to slow you down? So that's easier said than done. And it could be psyche just to hype up this team. But you still got to go out and execute these plays and have a game plan, like I said, that's going to keep Russell on the sideline and put them ahead of the, on the, on the scoreboard and keep them ahead of the chains. And Brandon, yeah, isn't there something to like, um, I was just going to say, ahead, sort of building off that, there's something we talk so much about situational football, maybe not specific situational, yeah. but based on who the team is, that you have to factor in. Yes. And I'm sure everyone wants to go out and get it in an 80-yard play every yes. time down. But you have to, don't you have to bake in the fact that you're going up against a guy like Russell Wilson who could put points on the board every time that offense is out on the yeah. field? That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, look, let me clarify this so everybody understand it. It comes down to situations where it comes down to matchups. And if this was a team that didn't have Dak Prescott, who, who couldn't throw for 450 yards like he did last week, three rushing touchdowns, one throwing touchdown, then I would say, yes, let's go with Mike Vick and Nick. Well, Nick Wright, he came on my side. Let's go with Mike Vick and, and Kevin <laughs> Wilde's take on ball control. But when you look at this matchup, Jenna, this is a this is an offense that's shown you that they can be explosive. They have all type of firepower. So if I'm them, I play into my strength and not my weakness and, and being the defensive yeah. side of the ball. And and Hi, with Nick. respect to our great, great friend, Coach Mangini, Jenna, you've been spending too much time with him. This idea of, well, we got to keep him off the field. You got to score points. Every time Russell Wilson's on the field, he can score. He can score from any spot on the field. It's not like, oh, well, Russell Wilson, they're backed up on their own but 20. But he can score he's when not, he's not, not they on can the score. field. Right, yes, but, but it's not about, about but it's not about, but it's not about Russell. It's about scoring more points than Right, which is why Dallas needs to do everything they can to score too. Everyone's going crazy. Folks, the idea is to, out, to outscore your opponent. That you would ever do anything other than on offense, try to score the most points as quickly as possible is insane. Unless, final five minutes of a game, yeah. it's obviously different. Yeah. Early in the game. But Jenna was right. No, Jenna's right. Jenna's right. It's about situations. About it's about matchups. Jenna's right. It's about situations oh, Brandon, and matchups. You were almost right. There. Like if, if they didn't Me have Dak, yeah, no, Nick, Nick, Nick. If they didn't have Dak, then it would be a different conversation. That's why I disagree with Mike. Mike's thinking is not wrong because when we're sitting in those meetings and we have a Mike Vick on the other side, we have a Peyton Manning on the other side, you have a, a Mahomes on the other side, and you don't have a quarterback to go head to head with them. You have to play ball control. You have to do it. Sure, but they do. But they get that. Right, but they do. Exactly. Right. They can exactly. Michael Quick get exactly. the last word in before thinking. we go to break. Wishful thinking. Wishful exactly. thinking about Mike McCarthy. Exactly. Well, listen. I like it.
That is not the only great quarterback <laughs> matchup this weekend. Aaron Rodgers is going up against Drew Brees Sunday night. Who's got the edge in this one? That's next. Wow. First things first. You know what the Packers should do? Take some knees early. Uh, here we go. Grind some. Tomorrow starts Saturday strong. A big doubleheader on Fox. First, she got Oklahoma looking to avenge last year's loss to K-State on the big noon game of the week. Then the Longhorns take on the Red Raiders. It's only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Back here talking the NFC Showdown, all set for Monday night. Sunday night, rather. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers taking on Drew Brees and the Saints in New Orleans. Our friends at Fox Bet currently have the Packers plugged in as three-point underdogs in this matchup. Both teams could be without their star what? receivers as Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas both still have questionable tags at this point. Our guy Michael Vick back with us. Mike, you surprised a red-hot Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are underdogs against the Saints team most likely without Michael Thomas? Yes, Jen, I'm surprised because the Green Bay Packers look like one of the hottest teams in football right now. I thought the first two weeks of the season they came out and took care of business. They beat a Detroit Lions team that they were supposed to beat. And they came out real hot against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Aaron Rodgers said it about a month ago that they was flying under the radar. And I think that's the way they like it right now. You know, not a lot of expectations. And sometimes it's easier to play football when, you know, you're the underdogs and, and you don't have, you know, everybody barreling down on you and expecting a lot out of you. So you can kind of coast through your schedule and, you know, you can win the football games you're supposed to win. You win the tough ones and, uh, not have a lot of pressure on you. So I think, uh, you know, that's the way they're, they're going about their schedule right now. It's making the game a lot easier for them. And uh, like I said, they, they, they've taken care of their business um, the way they're supposed to. So you know, I don't know why they're underdogs. The offense looks fluent. Aaron Rodgers in year two looks a lot better. And even if Devontae Adams don't play, I think it's enough guys stand, stepping up uh, where, you know, they can go out and, and they have a chance of win, winning the game. The running game is, is, you know, very effective right now, and, and guys are playing their part, and Aaron Rodgers isn't asked, being asked to do everything. So I think that's going to play a major part. Uh, like I said, they took care of their business the first two weeks of the season, and I think they can go into New Orleans and come out with a big win. So you know, New Orleans Saints, they didn't look good last week, and who knows what we're going to get out of Drew. Um, I expect them to bounce back, but who knows? I think Aaron Rodgers in, is in midseason form. Huh. See, finally, that's the Vic. That's the Vic I know. I agree with you 100% there. I don't understand why they, they're the underdogs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I learned my lesson week one. I'm sorry, Aaron. I went with the Vikings and I went with uh, Cousins over, uh, over Aaron Rodgers, and that was the dumbest thing. And I, after the game, I said to myself, Throughout this year, I'm never betting against Aaron Rodgers unless they play Seattle Se the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Big Ben, and the Steelers, right? Those are my teams to go to the Super Bowl, and I want that to be noted, okay? Put the date on that, September. Jenna. Yeah, put that. Put the date on that. But 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 look, it's something interesting. The Saints will look better, right? Like you know, we we don't see a, a team struggle the way the Saints did. You know, even if uh, Drew Brees is, if Father Time is catching up to him, not being able to complete a five-yard option route or a five-yard hitch, I don't think we'll see that. They'll shore up those leaks in the in the 
in a pass protection. You know, they're pros. They're, no one prepares better uh, than the Saints. I was there for a month. It was ridiculous seeing how they prepped and how on point they were. Uh, so I think we'll see a better team, but 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 Aaron Rodgers is hot. It, it, even without Devontae Adams, something crucial to note here is this. Last year when Devontae Adams went down with the toe, they struggled because the young receivers looked like young receivers, similar to what we're seeing in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz. He doesn't yep. have Alshon Jeffrey. So what happens? These young receivers ask to step up, and they're playing like young receivers. They're playing bad. I don't think you're going to see that this, this game because these young receivers been playing, making plays all year. So they'll be fine. Aaron Rodgers knows how to get the ball in his playmaker's hands. He knows how to spread it around. He's not Drew Brees where he's only looking for 41 and 13. So I expect Aaron Rodgers to come in here and light it up. To your point, Brandon, five Packers this year already have a touchdown catch. And to, to answer the question, why are the Saints favored? The answer is because if Drew Brees is starting and Sean Payton is the coach, the Saints are essentially always favored in the Superdome. I think since 2008, in games that Brees started, they've been underdogs at home three times. I think that's the number. Might be two, might be three. So they are always favored at home with, with this, the Payton-Brees combo. I think, though, that streak comes to an end here pretty quickly. Because I, looking into my old crystal ball wilds, I think the two oh, big storylines Monday, one are LeBron James just made his 10th NBA Finals. Congrats to him. That'll be a story Monday. The other is there's a problem in New Orleans. And the problem is the 41-year-old yep, quarterback looks like a 41-year-old quarterback. I think the most important player in this game, Wilds, could be Zadarius Smith the Packers' outstanding free agent acquisition from a year ago. Breeze did not look comfortable in the pocket in weeks one or two. Anytime he got pressured, it was a lot of dinking and dunking, a lot of one three-step drops and out. If the Zadarius Smith can get at, air, at Drew Breeze's feet, can get pressure, I don't think he's going to be able to work his progressions. We know almost assuredly Michael Thomas isn't going to play. So I, I'm going to echo what Michael and Brandon said. I think the Packers are better. I think the home field is overstated because there is no crowd so it's not going to be deafening noise and I don't think Drew Brees has looked good this year all of those to me add up to a Packers upset victory over the Saints in New Orleans Wilds I, I agree I'm going to invent a term here Nick it's called the pizza roll take you ready for this tell me if you're buying this pizza roll yeah. take and that's what Michael Vick just gave us pizza roll take you got hot takes, pretty obvious to see. You got cold takes that are terrible. Then you got pizza roll takes. You put the pizza rolls in the microwave, take them out, try to give them to your kids. You're like, watch out, looks normal. They bite into it, it's 1,000 degrees. Like, it looked normal, but it's super hot once you dig into it. That's what Michael Vick just gave us. One of the great all-time quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Michael Vick just slid in. Who knows what you're going to get with Drew Brees? I'm like, ooh, that's, that thing, that's a hot take inside there, Mike. He's got historically uh, low uh, air yards, and it feels like you're way yeah. more worried about him than you might be letting on. Absolutely. Uh, I, I said what I said, and, and I, I meant it. Um, yeah, I expected Drew to take care of the Raiders <laughs> last week. I didn't, I didn't expect him to struggle the way he struggled. And it's not just on Drew. It's a total team effort. And, and he did throw for over 300 yards and only 12 incomplete passes, I think, out of, out of 36 pass attempts. Um, but, you know, the, the crucial interception, that, that wasn't typical Drew. That's not the Drew that we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing checking out of that play or throwing it away. Or uh, he, he can move enough 
to get outside of the pocket and, and throw the ball away. So, you know, it just didn't look right. And, you know, after a game like that, we expect to see you come in and, and, and bounce back from a performance like that. But, you know, like Nick just said, the, the Smith brothers, they, they, they are in full effect right now. And they are harassing quarterbacks, and there's no way to get, a, get away from them or get around it. You know, Drew is going to have to play the perfect game. And Rashawn Gary, who was a top 15 pick a couple years ago, who didn't make much of an impact early at a sack and a half last week and is showing up to the level they, they hoped he would in the front seven. And the other thing for the Packers, Brandon, is the Bears are 2-0. and And folks can laugh at the Bears. I had the Bears being a playoff team before the year winning double-digit games. That was when I thought they were going to go with Foles, but they ended up going Trubisky. But the Bears' upcoming schedule is Atlanta... Indianapolis, Tampa, Carolina. I say that to say this. It is absolutely in play. The Bears are 5-1 and one or 6-0. and oh. So the Packers, every game is critical. And in a year where there's only one home fit, one bye for the team with the best record in the conference, it, all of these games take on massive importance if you're an aspiring Super Bowl contender, mm. which the Packers obviously are. And so, listen, the Saints are going to end up evening things out. They, they've got a very soft next three games after this one. But to Mike's point, they I don't want to say they gave away, but they lost a game against the Raiders where they were, were five-point favorites. I think they're going to lose this week, and I think they're going to have real questions, Jenna, about well, what Drew Brees can give them on a week-to-week -week basis moving forward. But, you know, Brandon, I kind of want your take on this. So we talk so much about how we couldn't make any, we can draw grand conclusions after one week. After two weeks, you maybe are starting to see a trend. I mean, Tom Brady didn't look great yeah. in his first two games. These guys are in their 40s. Is there something, too, without a preseason, without OTAs, even though he's been with the Saints for years and he knows this offense, is there something to giving the guy a couple weeks to get himself sort of warmed back up again? Or are you off Drew Brees sort of the way yeah. Michael and, uh, and Nick are right now? I'm not off Drew Brees. Now, can he throw it down the field 50 times, 50 yards? Uh, probably not. Uh, but can he complete those balls, those five-yard option routes, those flares? Absolutely. Um, I'm not off of him. I, I think really, you know, where we, where we see some trends start to pop up is week three, week four. You can't have a first quarter. You can't have a terrible first quarter of the season. You can't do that. Now, can you, you know, split it two and two? Yeah, you can possibly do that, you know, and you can tweak some things. But you can't fall, you know, uh, in those first four weeks uh, too bad right so when I look at this team though in this particular game one thing that we're overlooking is Aaron Jones the running back and Mike I got to ask you this question because we we talk so much about Aaron Rodgers and his pass catchers but when you are and you had this in, in Philly you you guys I mean it seemed like every other every other day I'm turning on highlights and you're throwing a 50-yard bomb to D-Jack but then you also was handed it off to Shady so as a, yeah. as, a, as a quarterback, in a flow, red hot, throwing the ball, but then you can also hand the ball off and that guy can go for 150 yards. What does that do for you as a quarterback? It gives you a great deal of confidence when you can hand off to a guy who can go the distance. And Aaron Jones has showed that he, he can do that uh, continuously this year and last year, and I don't think that's going to change. But, you know, it just neutralizes the defense. It allows you to do more as an offense when you got a back who can take it to difference. And Brandon, you know, getting that safety down in the box, creating that uh, cover three look, 
uh, or what, whatever it may be, allows you to go one-on-one -on -one down the field. And if you can do that, then you're really playing ball control. And see, uh, all right, and see, well, that, that game takes place. Pats, Raiders, how's Bill Belichick going to use Cam Newton this weekend? That's next. That first things first. You know, I, I finally, I hit it for a long time, and then I realized that, you know, it's, it's an important feature of who I am. So, uh, you know, for all the ladies out there, uh, I'm taken. I'm sorry. And for my wife, get the kids to bed. It's getting late. so into their chest hair. I honestly don't get it. Uh, four things first, Brandon, your guy, your guy fits magic showing off the post-game wardrobe. Go ahead, buddy. Is it really his guy? I don't know. It's yeah. his guy. Guys, I was a bit of a journeyman. You know, I started off in Denver what? in 2006, and then I went to the Miami Dolphins, where Fitz is at now. And that was a what I consider a one-night stand. And uh, and then I went to the Chicago Bears. And then I landed in Ch then I landed in New York. And Fitz, you made this jersey so special to me. I played with 18 different quarterbacks, and you were my favorite. How dare I pick against you? I will never pick against Fitz Magic again. You made my time See, in New York so guy. special. My all-time favorite great teammate. I just doubted if it was his guy when it. he picked the Jags yesterday. That's all. I just I, I just had doubts. Wilds, Jimmy Butler recognizing the heat here. Hey. Jenna, first of all, you've really, really let us down. I, I put this up on a tee for you to deliver some more Tyler Hero puns, and you just missed it. I, maybe on Monday you I come back to make it. I was strictly told not, no more Hero no puns. More Anyways, this is uh, Jimmy Butler wearing Tyler Hero's high school jersey. I have no idea how he got it. Did he get it specially made? Did he call his family member in Milwaukee? <laughs> like, hey, send me an extra large Tyler Hero high school jersey. Whatever it is, it's great camaraderie. And if you want to tune in on Monday, maybe I might be wearing that uh, Jenna Wolf volleyball from high school that I couldn't figure out on the internet <gasps> on Monday. Stay tuned. I will so her. send it to oh. you. Don't worry about the internet. I ordered extra in 11th grade. I'll send you more. <laughs> Nick, Jamal Murray with a legendary layup. All right, today's the 20th anniversary of the greatest dunk of all time, the Vince Carter over Frederick Weiss in the Olympics. And yesterday was, I guess, the zero anniversary of the greatest reverse layup of all time. And much like Vince's dunk over Frederick Weiss, there is no close second. This is the greatest reverse layup that we've ever seen. I don't know even what one could consider to be in competition, okay. playoffs or otherwise. And I, so people could argue what's second, what's third. I hear you grumbling, yeah. Wilds. I don't know why. This is the greatest reverse layup we've ever seen. Nothing has ever come close to it, and there is no comparison. Wilds, I assume see, you fully see. and wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> what? All right. What? Uh, put a pause on that. Guys, you know that coming into the season, I was a little out on Cam Newton. I didn't buy into everything. I have since changed my tune on Cam Newton uh, after what I've seen in the early going, but not just on the field, what I'm seeing from him off the field. So he said this the other day, tweeted, just because I'm vegan, it doesn't mean I just go outside, pick up grass, and put ranch on it. 
Wait, that, that's not vegan <laughs> either. Blue cheese, blue, nope, balsamic. Put balsamic on it and eat it. So many things here. Uh, I, I love the fact that Cam Newton is all in on Cam Newton this year. All in on his body and his diet. No more contract extension talks. I'm all in on the Patriot way. He's all into it. But most importantly, it's that authenticity in his sarcasm, right? You can't just throw words like ranch and blue cheese out there. Listen, as a former vegan, we are offended by dairy. You cannot just throw that out there. So you stick true to who you are. And as a vegan, it's always balsamic vinegar. Always, my friend. Former Authenticity in your sarcasm. I was a former vegan. Jenna was a vegan for 20 minutes. Jenna's just lied. She lied. No, I did it for three minutes. Nick, you know what you for three weeks. She's a vegan for three weeks. That doesn't make you former. Jenna just lies that doesn't make you former. Let us, uh, so let us stick with the Patriots since I made such a solid point about their quarterback. They face the Raiders on Sunday. The, uh, the dual threat that is Cam Newton, already dual threatening. He's run the ball 26 times this season. If we extrapolate that out, that would be over 200 carries this year. How do I put this? That's a lot. So John Gruden talked about the challenges that Cam presents for his defense, and he said this, quote, Cam looks like he's the usual Cam. He's a threat to do a lot of different things. It's a credit to the Patriots. I haven't seen many guys walk through my doors that even look like Cam. I call him Slam, Slam Newton. Oh, that was the nickname I gave him. He's a power forward playing quarterback. He's oversized for the position. He's gifted so much athletically. It's incredible what he's accomplished and how his durability has been. He's basically like Zeus and Apollo mixed into one, according to Gruden. Uh, Michael Vick is back with us. Mike, you know a thing or two about being a dual-threat quarterback. How do you see Belichick using Cam Newton against the Raiders on Sunday? The offense is about to open up this week after what Bill Belichick seen last week against the Seattle Seahawks and the way Cam was able to orchestrate the offense. I'm talking about throughout the course of the game for all four quarters whether they was up or down, it has to give them tremendous confidence moving forward. So we're about to see uh, Cam um, turning up another notch. Uh, they're going into the playbook, and they're going, you know, like I said, you know, it's Auburn offense at, at, at its finest, plus a little bit more. I, I also think they're sprinkling in some of the things that uh, they used to do with Tom Brady. I mean, the the concepts, you know, they look, they look really good. They was all over the place. They four-wise, five-wise spread. You know, they was in tight, you know, uh, all types of personnel groupings. And they, Cam just looked really comfortable handling everything. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, 200 yards in the air, maybe 50 on the ground. Uh, another stellar performance by Cam. He's turning into much see, much watch TV. Well, so what ha the Seattle game was so important, Mike. Because in game one, Cam was efficient with his arm, but it was all very safe. It wasn't much down the field, and the story was what he did with his legs. But when you are throwing those darts he was throwing against Seattle, you throw for nearly 400 yards. You would have thrown for 420 in a game-winning touchdown pass if Julian Edelman could have held on to that pass in the end zone. Now, when you go into the game against the Raiders... Okay, yeah, okay. When you go in a game against the Raiders, Mike... They can't just play you for the run. And you know this no. better than anybody. When it was all clicking for you and teams had to respect your arm as much, if not more, than respect your legs, 
It, there's no good way to defend you. And so, you know, people worry about Cam's, how often he's running, Mike. And I say this, and I hope you understand what I mean by this. If you were Cam Newton's size, you would have been the greatest football player of all time. You, your Absolutely. skill set, what, what the only, right, I mean, the, the only thing that held you back, so to speak, was you were a, a little guy for the position, and your body, you, your body could only take so much of a, you know, game-to-game -game pounding. Cam is the biggest guy on the field other than de offensive and defensive linemen. So he can take the pounding, and now that his arm it looks to be healthy, and he has a rapport with these receivers, I just feel like, Mike, that they have become very, very difficult to game plan for because you don't know what you're trying to take away first, right? I, I, that's correct, Nick. And, you know, when you look at the offense in its totality, it's so many things that you can do with Cam. I mean, you see sweeps, you see powers, you see isos, and then you have the other guys who uh, make a contribution to the game, too. Uh, you know, the running backs, the receivers stepping up, and the offense is... The offense is going to do their job. I, I, I expect Cam to not have any setbacks. I expect, you know, all things to go in the offense moving forward. And then the defense is playing well, too. Uh, so, you know, they have to be looking at, you know, each and every game, like every game counts. We have to stack as many wins as we can and compete and win this the, the AFC East. You know, it's right there for them. The biggest challenge is going to be the Buffalo. So it's, a, it's important to put a lot on film you know, present a lot to all the opponents in their division and the rest of the league, putting them on notice and letting them know what they're going to have to defend when they play against Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. It's must-see must TV right now. Oh, yes, it is. I mean, I think that's, the, that's what makes this team special is because we don't have set expectations. And, Mike, it is must-see TV. One of the reasons why I'm going to tune in every single Sunday uh, to, uh, to watch this Patriots team and led by Cam Newton is because we don't know what we're going to get. So I really can't answer this question truthfully because, look, first week he ran it 15 times. Everyone's talking about that. The second week he threw it 44 times and looked like he was Drew Brees in his prime. And then, and then the last thing we got to talk about is this whole dynamic between Josh McDaniels and Cam Newton. They're not putting this quarterback in the box. I mean, Mike, it reminds me of your time in Philly. So I disagree with you, Nick. Absolutely. I don't think Mike Vick needed to be taller to be the best player that this game has ever seen. I just think he just needed to start with Andy Reid in Philly like Cam Newton is now playing sure. with Josh McDaniels in New England. So, Wilds, I know this That's is your team. Point. I know you're excited. But you didn't – come on, you guys didn't think this was going to happen. Cam Newton was sitting on the sideline. You guys got him for a million dollars. You guys are the luckiest – team in in america yeah it's infuriating that's that, true and that, that's true and that's okay and guess what it's raiders <laughs> back in foxborough from when our when our luck began with the tuck game it's like was it lucky was it a fumble was it an incomplete pass doesn't matter we got six super bowls now so yeah we're very lucky and the luck continues with having cam newton um mike i made a prediction last week that Cam was coming after your record, that he was going to pass Randall Cunningham. He was past Randall Cunningham at one point, but then he got denied on the goal line, lost the yard, so now he's tied with Randall. You're still safe at number one. So my fearless prediction is that Cam Newton gets at least one yard and moves into solely second place most rushing yards by a QB. And although I'm excited to see Cam, I am a little bit nervous because I don't think 
Brandon, you mentioned 15 runs first game, uh, 11 runs second game. That's the type of run I don't love. This one, I think I like. Oh, just kind of saunter in. Oh, I got hit somebody. But the last run of, of the Seahawks game, when Cam is flipped over and I can see the bottom of his underarmers, I don't want to see that anymore. So I'd like to get these uh, rushing attempts down to the single digits, Mike. I'm not down with the 200 yard, uh, excuse me, 200 carries for the year. Let's just do like seven or eight or maybe like, you know, three rushing attempts. Do you think I should be worried or, or I'm overstressed about it? Well, as I understand where you're coming from, and, and, you know, a guy like myself who, you know, is six feet, 215 pounds, you know, on, on a good day, you know, I, I can't take that type of punishment. But we're looking at a guy who's six six, you know, 250 pounds and 31 years old. We got to let Cam spin, and, and Cam got to get the most out yeah. of his body. You don't want to – he don't want to be looking, looking back – you know, five years from now saying I should have carried the ball more, I should have ran them more, I should have utilized my strengths. You know, that rushing record that was just on the screen, it's going to get shattered at some point. So I don't expect to be uh, the NFL's all-time leading rusher for a QB uh, too much longer. Cam's going to shatter that record. He's not going to change his game. He's going to be Cam. And we talk so much about Cam Newton being comfortable there in New England and playing his type of offense, and he loves to do it. He loves using his legs, and that is part of what makes him so successful. Uh, Michael, as always, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Question, thank you, will God. Dak be able to keep pace with Russell Wilson on Sunday? That's next. First things first. Have a great day, Mike. Enjoy the weekend. All right, y'all too. Great job, Big. Welcome back. We're talking Lakers Nuggets. Our top story again this morning, LeBron was the big theme last night. Not the LeBron who carries the offense night in and night out, but instead the LeBron who owned the defense with Jamal Murray having one of his Jamal Murray, Murray type of nights, or at least on his way. LeBron said, not tonight, young guy with the clever shoes. Not in clutch time. The King kept Murray from scoring a basket in the final five minutes and 21 seconds. Lakers get the win. They go up 3-1 in this series. Here is LeBron James on his defensive heroics. I know it was winning time, and, and, and Jamal had it going. Um, the kid is special. Um, he has a, an array of shots, uh, the triple threat uh, from the from the three, from the uh, mid-range, and also in the paint. Um, and for me, it's just, uh, you, know, you know, trusting my defensive keys, um, trusting my, my, my um, you know, my, my study of film, um, you know, trusting personnel, um, you know, and, um, and living with the results. So, uh, you know, I told my teammates that I had them and, and uh, everyone else can kind of stay at bay and stay home. And I was able to uh, get a couple stops and we was able to rebound the basketball, which is the most important thing. Nick, you had to like what you got from LeBron on defense last night, especially in clutch. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, that's a very interesting quote. I told my teammates I had him so they could stay home. In other words, I've got this guy. We're not switching. We're not doubling. All take care of the hottest fourth quarter performer in the entire postseason. You know who I really hope was watching last night? Kawhi Leonard. Because all of America wanted to see the battle for LA. And if Kawhi Leonard, at not even 30 years old, could have done at any point in games five, six, or seven of that series 
what LeBron James at 35, nearly 36 years old, in year 17, with the third most minutes played in NBA history could do, we would have gotten the battle for LA. Just needed five good minutes of one-on-one -on, -one on the ball defense to stop Jamal Murray, and we'd have gotten Clippers-Lakers. But Kawhi and the Clippers couldn't do it, LeBron did do it, and now he's gonna go to his 10th finals. The, the Lakers are, they're going to win on Saturday. We're not going to be on the air Sunday, so congrats to the Lakers. An unbelievable 32nd NBA Finals appearance will be clinched this weekend. And this was a game, despite the fact that the Lakers led for the final 44 minutes of it, was very close late, and Jamal Murray was in his bag to an almost unprecedented level. It wasn't just the insane reverse layup. In the fourth quarter, he hit a left-handed floater while falling down. He had another shot from the baseline that seemed impossible. And Brandon, that is when LeBron said, I got him. So even though LeBron couldn't hit a jump shot to save his life, he was the most impactful, best player on the court without question. He channeled what he did to Derrick Rose a decade ago when LeBron was 26 years old, now doing it at nearly 36 years old. It was a virtuoso defensive performance, and I hope the alleged best defender in the league, Kawhi Leonard, was watching because that's what you need to do in the playoffs to get through tough opponents. Nick Wright, stay with me right here. Stay with me. Mm -hmm. You know when I fell in love with you, man? It was the Super oh. Bowl in Houston. Oh, thank nice. you. You remember me that too. Super Bowl? What year was oh. that? I, what year I'll was that? I'll never forget that moment my whole life. 2016. That was 2016. 2016 I had an opportunity to work. Yeah. I had an opportunity to do some mm -hmm. spot work with Fox, and we had, you know, we did, mm -hmm. we did a few shows that entire week. And I say, you know what? I yep. love this guy. And that's when I fell in love with you because I knew no one can talk basketball better than you. I was enamored about how you covered the coaches, the players, you knew the rules, and the way you used the art of talk to be able to talk about sport. I said, this I guy like is brilliant. I had coming. no clue you would then I go on like to, to, to occupy the seat on uh -huh. first things first. So I am uh -huh. perplexed that you, okay, Nick Wright, the guy that I fell in love uh -huh. with, you're not covering the uh -huh. main thing. The Nuggets got robbed. The Lakers oh, call no. New York. They call the NBA office and they say, you know oh, what? No. LeBron's not getting, getting, getting to the free throw line enough. The first three games, only 10 wasn't. trips to the line. Last night, 14. Yeah. Jamal Murray, uh -huh. the guy that you just eloquently spoke about, this guy can't even get a call going to the basket, driving and playing hard all night. He can't even get a call. Like, when, it, when, it, when these uh -huh. teams are even, everything matters. Rebounds and definitely free throws. And for that to happen, <laughs> you got to say this team got robbed. This uh -huh. is a disappointment. Coach Malone, yeah. I hear you. After the game, Coach said, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll go through the proper channels to get the right calls. Coach, just give me the number and I'll call them. Just give it. I, Adam okay. Silver, I'm Brandon, calling you. It's ridiculous. Brandon, I, I appreciate all the nice words. I'm going to respond quickly and I'm going to kick it to Wilds. Listen, the free throws are dead even through the series, 113 to 113. It was ridiculous that LeBron was averaging three free throws a game. But I'm going to return the nice words you said about me. You know when I fell in love with you, Brandon Marshall? What? It was well before we even we met. Go. It was watching you play with mediocre quarterback after mediocre quarterback and never making excuses, producing competing, doing everything you could and not letting anybody say, oh, it's not his fault. No, it's on me. And now to see you 
years later, sit on television and blame the refs, whine about calls. I just, I, I'm, who am I looking at? What have you turned into? Some soft media member. Oh, it's the refs. I'm going to call the commissioner. That's not who you are. That's not who I came to know all those years ago. So I don't, I, Wild, you go because I have to reevaluate. It seems like Brandon and I both need to reevaluate our relationship and who we fell in love with, big. evidently. So why, why don't you go ahead? I just want to continue the love fest of the play that I loved the most in the game. And we talk so much about playoff Rondo, but here's the thing about playoff Rondo. A little bit up and down, a little bit of a roller coaster. That's why we just oh, don't call this. him Rondo. Playoff Rondo's got a little yeah. bit up and down. The, he gets a lane violation in the, at the end of the first quarter. So obvious. And like, he's like, that's a lane violation. Ron was like, huh, it's a lane violation. It is. He's like, ah, oh, you guys never call it. Wow. Like, well, that was so obvious. I got to call it this time. He gets another shot. J.R. Smith so Now moves. watch Rondo here. Just to be a jerk, he starts, he starts doing it again. He's, and he starts playing this game with Plumlee. Oh, I'm gonna, and as he's joking around, boom, <laughs> loses the offensive rebound. And look at LeBron. I can't believe it. it. LeBron's furious. <laughs> That's playoff Rondo, but Nick, <laughs> fourth it. quarter, yeah. who comes up with the big offensive rebound while Joker's on the bench? Rondo. He got the playoff rebound, Rondo. and he hit the jump playoff shot. Rondo. Rondo Rondo made some big well, plays like Rondo. this was an abomination, Jenna. That, that was infuriating what he was doing at the end. All right. Let us move on. Last story this morning, Cowboys, Seahawks. Hey, last week... Dallas, great music. Dallas is my wedding song. Dallas needed an onside kick to beat the Falcons. <laughs> Things won't get any easier when they try to keep pace with executive chef Russell Wilson and his cooking crew on Sunday. I made a joke about us always saying that we should let Russ cook, so I said cooking. All right, Brandon, it's time for your keys to the game. I'm going to stop with my bad jokes. How do Dak and the Cowboys leave mm. Seattle with a win? Oh, you got your Jets jersey there. I got my Jets jersey. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Keta. Hey, look, this is going to be a shootout. <laughs> this is must-see TV, uh, DVR, do whatever you have to do, but this is going to be a really good game. If the Dallas Cowboys want to come out victorious, they got to do three things. Number one, you can't play like you did last week and, and turn the ball over three times. If you lose the turnover battle, you lose the game. You had a 1% chance or maybe a 0.01% chance to come back and win that game yep. against the Falcons. You cannot put the ball on the turf. You cannot throw the ball to the other team. So that's number one. Let's get that straight. Number two, you can't give up the deep ball. We saw New England go into Seattle last week and let David Moore get behind him. DK Metcalf get behind him. Don't forget about Tyler Lockett. Those three receivers need to be in check. Don't let them get behind you, please. And the last thing you have to do, and this is specifically for Dak Prescott, you have to be a technician in situational football coming down in a two-minute drill because you know it's going to be a shootout. So if you get the ball last, that two-minute drill, you have to win. Those are the three keys for the Dallas Cowboys, Nick. Brandon, I want to key on your second key, which is eliminate the deep ball from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson... Not Patrick Mahomes, not Lamar Jackson, not you pick your favorite, not Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson, over the last four years, has been the best deep ball thrower in football. His accuracy on those yep. balls 
even before he had this pretty well-rounded receiving core, was greater than anybody's in football. His ability to drop it in out of the sky on those high-arching rainbow balls, it's, it's almost unprecedented in league history what he was able to do from a completion percentage, from an expected completion percentage on those types of balls. So I don't think, Brandon, there is a great defense to prevent that from the secondary's perspective. I think the way you prevent that is you don't give him time to wind up and, and the receiver time to get all the way downfield, which means yeah. for the first time all year, you the Cowboys have to get a pass rush. It can't be Alden Smith by himself after being out of football for five years. Demarcus Lawrence, That's Everson right. Griffin, guys that have been all pros. Demarcus Lawrence, who makes $21 million a year, had five sacks last season. The Cowboys... In order to do this, Brandon, I think this would be a pretty sizable upset. They, yeah, they have haven't been able to, to get to the quarterback get home all year. With four. Right, and they've got to be able to do it without blitzing. Because tell me yep. if I'm wrong, Brandon, That's you right. send extra people at Russ, he's going to annihilate you. He so wants that, that four man front that. No, that's, has that's to get big, to him. That's a big take, yep. That's right, 100%. They haven't been able to do it all year, Wilds. Look, I know we're still early in the season, and Brandon, you kept on telling us, pump our brakes, pump our brakes, it's week one. All right, it's week two, you're like, ah, pump the brakes, maybe Drew Brees is going to be good. But week three... Going to be going backwards. If we Russ has a big... Yeah, we, yeah we, we're on a hill, too. If, we, if Russ has a big game week three, I don't think it's, it's not too soon to start saying, like, oh, he's going to win the MVP and the Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. He's got nine touchdowns over the first two games. That puts him into elite company if he can throw a few more this week. You can look at Patrick Mahomes, 13, named MVP. Peyton Manning, 12, named MVP, reached Super Bowl. Oh, the GOAT, 11. So, look, if he has another big game, I don't think we can be coming on the air on Monday and be like, Nick, the Seahawks are for real. This is this is fate accompli. The Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. Wow. I think I'm glad I'm yeah, glad Brandon, you showed you this play. This. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad he showed that first play, that highlight, him throwing that touchdown to Tyler Lockett against the Patriots. That's what makes Russell Wilson special is this play right here. Most quarterbacks, when they when they take off and they're working the pocket, they're looking to run, throw the ball away. They can't see the field. Don't throw the ball across your body because that's where bad things happen. It could be an interception. Russell Wilson knows where everybody's at. He has this innate ability to just understand where 11 guys on defense is at. And that's what makes him special because he wasn't expecting Tyler Lockett to be there. He just saw him out of the corner of his eye, and he made a play. And he's able to do this without making those, those mistakes. Look at another guy that, on contrast, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He loves to do the same thing, but a lot of times he throws three, four picks. This is what makes him great. Fitzy, getting in the show. Fitzy, why you got to kill Fitzy? He just had a great game. You're reminding America that he throws four picks. That's your guy, Brandon. He's had a great game. You're like, he throws four picks. I love you, Fitz. I love you, Fitz. Enjoy a great weekend of football and basketball. Have a great weekend.